0: History around which the whole history of the world turns. And how does the cross of Christ meet with me and speak with me today? Where do I stand before the cross of Christ at this time in my life, in these circumstances of my life? There's no one answer, and certainly no one correct answer. Uh, The voice from the cross will speak differently as the circumstances of our life change, obviously. But this service today is an opportunity, actually, to just give space and time for you to find your own words as to how the cross of Christ speaks to you today and finds you today. I've chosen a few words which speak to me but they're only intended to suggest other words that may come to you. I think we should be about uh, 70 minutes. So if you feel you need to leave uh, before that, please do so without any embarrassment at all. That's absolutely fine. So a hymn, a prayer, and then our first word, and then uh, a reading. We're recently back from New Zealand, a lad of uh, waterfalls, as perhaps you know. But if you stand close to a waterfall, uh, you see its power. If you stand back from the waterfall, uh, you see its glory. Choose where you stand to see the cross of Christ today. Because there is a green hill far away. We stand to sing together. The collect of Good Friday, eternal God, in the cross of Jesus, we see the cost of sin and the depth of your love. In humble hope and fear, may we place at his feet all that we have and all that we are. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So please do be seated for our first reading.
1: Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground.
0: of us go through times, don't we, when we're frightened and anxious, uh, when we're not sure if we can cope. And there, in that reading, we see that in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus had to face his own fears. And therefore, it's no denial of faith to be afraid. It's no denial of faith to cry them out to God. All of us can't wait for the joy and excitement of Easter just two big sleeps away. But the way to Easter is is through the cross, not around the cross.
1: Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle.
0: We love power. Uh, We like being in control of our circumstances. But here is Jesus, powerless and helpless, everything stripped away. All about him in others' hands. So on the cross of Christ, we see the lengths that God will go to prove his love. We know we needn't dwell on it. The gospel writers don't dwell on it. But we know, if we imagine for a moment, the great physical pain of crucifixion. So in Jesus, we find one who understands and knows the deepest suffering. He has taken all our sufferings into himself and made them his own. Writing out of the dreadful experience of the First World War uh, trenches, uh, James uh, Chilito writes this poem called Jesus of the Scars. It begins, If we have never sought... We seek thee now. Thine eyes burn through the dark, our only stars. We must have sight of thorn marks on thy brow. We must have thee, O Jesus of the scars. And it ends The other gods were strong, but thou wast weak. They rode, but thou dost stumble to a throne. But to our wounds, only God's wounds can speak. But not a God has wounds, but thou alone. We have no slick answer, do we, to the problem of suffering. Would people be satisfied even if we did? All we have is Jesus and Jesus on the cross. All we have is a God who is like this. I've used the word weakness, but this is weakness, look from our side only. Here's Paul's commentary on these events
1: We preach Christ crucified. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength.
0: As we look today into the suffering face of Christ, we are looking into the heart of God in agony for the sins and hurts of his world. So here's space early in our service just to come before the cross. So maybe if this is where you need to name our fears and weaknesses, as gentle music just plays to create a space. My second word is forgiveness.
1: Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at, at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise.
0: Jesus was uh, quite deliberately crucified. Uh, between two hardened criminals. Uh, It was an excellent piece of political propaganda. Uh, Jesus was getting too popular with the crowds, and so the authorities wanted to show that actually he was nothing more than a common criminal. And crucifixion itself was designed to be the cruelest death. It was designed to destroy someone's humanness so that they ended up as less than human. So today we know that the love of God is found at its height among the lowest and the least. And the love of God is able to take into himself that, was, that which was designed to strip us of all we are and all we mean and turn it into the gift of paradise restoring us to the heights of all that we are created to be. The heights of human fulfillment are found in the very place where they were designed to be stripped away. Today You will be with me in paradise. I'm sure the gospel writers intend this story to be one of the places in the crucifixion stories where we see ourselves. In his dying and by his dying, Jesus was making real the promise he offered to the thief who repented. Because I'm dying alongside you today, today I can say you will be with me in paradise. There's a Japanese art form called uh, kintsugi, and and that means uh, the golden repair. And it's the art of taking broken items made from ceramic and glass and repairing them, rebuilding them, using precious gold lacquer in such a way that a new vessel is formed. And so breakage and repair... Isn't the end of the object, but its transformation into something even more glorious and beautiful. And in the eyes of uh, art critics, the restored article is often more precious and valuable than the original. The life and function of the object doesn't end at the moment of breakage and damage. It, and damage it. In fact, this is just the place. Where transformation and reformation into in, in, into something even more beautiful becomes possible. and so today we know that forgiveness to us flows from the cross of Jesus. We get it wrong deliberately, uh, we get it wrong out of ignorance. But on the cross we see that Jesus took into himself all that is evil and cruel and helpful. They took the most beautiful life in all the world and hung it on the cross. Here we see the depths of evil. Wasn't it Soldier Nietzsche who said the line between good and evil cuts through each one of our hearts? Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. And so out of this moment, I suggest, comes, for the first time, the simple words of Good Friday. Just two words. For me. For me. It's a hard question, and I don't mean to be impertinent, but you need somewhere today... For God to find you and forgive you. Or maybe this where do you need to allow God to find you so that you can forgive yourself? Space for your own words and reflection. As again, some music on CD plays. and terribly torn apart world. We live in a torn apart country. As we find ourselves forgiven at the cross, so God calls us to be people who reach out in peace and reconciliation to those around us. And there's one saying of Jesus that is unique in all the world's faiths, and it is this. I say to you, love your enemies, And pray for those who persecute you. And that line in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. I don't know if you caught up with the account of Pope Francis uh, uh, and the Sudanese leaders. Uh, Here's just a little eyewitness description of that fantastic uh, event from last Sunday's uh, Sunday programme. I hope it's, it's going to work OK. Just listen to
2: this. Pope Francis and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, reached out to South Sudan's president and opposition leader this week during a two-day retreat at the Vatican, urging them not to return to a civil war. In a dramatic gesture... The 82-year-old Pope knelt and kissed the feet of the previously warring politicians and implored them to honour the peace agreement they signed last year. The BBC's religion editor, Martin Bashir, was the only journalist in the room for that unprecedented moment. He joins us now. Martin, good morning to you. Good morning, William. Uh, Tell us more. What happened? Well, the atmosphere inside the meeting room was already quite emotional because it was the final gathering at an event that one official described as miraculous. Up until the beginning, uh, the vice president, Riek Mashar, there were doubts about whether he was even going to turn up, but he did. The, the Pope had delivered some remarks, and then he stood up from where he'd, he'd been speaking, moved in front of the desk... And concentrating his eyes on President Salva Kiir and Vice-President Riyak Mashar, he said, as a brother, I ask you to remain in peace. I ask you from my heart. He was pleading with them to cease fighting, to stop the bloodshed of the last five years where 400,000 civilians have lost their lives. And then without saying any more... This 82-year-old Pope walked towards President Keir and, assisted by an aide, he knelt down and kissed his feet. And Keir's facial expression, I was about 15 metres away, conveyed a mixture of shock and humility. And when the Pope moved on to Vice President Mashar, Vice President tried to stop him from doing the same. Mm. And one could hear the Pope saying in Italian, allow me let me. He then moved on to Rebecca Gurang, and as he knelt in front of her, tears began to roll down her cheeks. By now, several people in the room were weeping, and as the meeting came to a close, the Archbishop of Canterbury came over and simply said to me, there's a man who understands symbolism and the sheer power of weakness.
0: I don't know what that did to the Sudanese leaders, but it moves me. The sheer power of weakness. commentator said this, if you want to have reconciliation, you must start with the feet first. Not the head in debate, nor the heart in empathy, but with the feet in service. If you start with the feet, you will reach the head and the heart And today we know that the energy to live differently comes from the cross of Christ. Where hatred was exchanged for love, revenge for forgiveness, isolation for unity, enmity for reconciliation. And in that glorious exchange, a new community emerges, a community that draws strength and energy simply from the cross of Christ A community in which human beings reconciled to God through the cross have a power to be reconciled to each other. And my next word is future.
1: Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home.
0: We all know that when we're going through hard times, maybe when we're anxious, maybe when we're afraid, uh, we can get a bit brittle and a bit self preserving. I can scarcely cope with my problems. Don't ask me to find any room for yours at the moment. And there's that awful phrase, isn't there, compassion fatigue. But here in the midst of his own suffering, Jesus reaches out to his mother and gives her a future. Because at the foot of the cross, a new family is formed. Here is your son. Here is your mother. Here at the foot of the cross, the Church of Christ begins. In the midst of a cruel and hurting world, we reach out to other, to one another and find one another at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross, we cry out to him and reach out to one another. There is between all Christian people, isn't there, a thing called the fellowship of the cross. Because we are those, all of us, who have stood at the foot of the cross and seen ourselves in the face of the one who dies there. And our reaching out to him does set us free to reach out to one another. Maybe this is the moment or in this service as you are thinking of words that you want to hang on to for yourself for today, not necessarily my words, your own words. But you might want, just as you pray and reflect for yourself at this moment, to reach out in prayer and compassion to those known to you, to those in the world who need our gift of prayer and compassion today. To let, in the words of the song, to let our hearts be broken by the things that break the hearts of God. In the heart of this Good Friday, there was silence. And so here is simply silence in the midst of our service today. So comes the word reality.
1: At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last
0: In his coming, Jesus came to be with us, to live our life. He had borne our birth, done our work, faced our temptations, wept our suffering. He had known the failure of friends, the hatred of foes, the malice of enemies. Now only one experience of ours remains for him to bear. Now on the cross, he endures what sin does. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Paul described us as dead in our trespasses and sins. That was the death that Christ knew, but knew it so that we can be free from it. So this brings us back again to these two little words at the heart of Good Friday. For me. For me. So listen again to Paul's words. I have been crucified with Christ. The life I live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As the hymn says, in my place condemned he stood. I've used the word reality uh, because for me the challenge is to face the truth of who I am and what I am like. But here we also see the reality of God's love and the lengths he'll go to bring us back to himself. And we know that this is about our degradation. It's about God saying, look how bad you are, I want to press you down. This is about the lengths the love of God goes for me. God asks us to acknowledge our need of Christ, not to press us down, but to raise us up to freedom. A raising up that was made fully real on Easter Sunday. But it was the Son of God who loved. It was the Son of God Himself who gave His life for me. I can't force it or compel it, I can only receive His love as a gift. But I can only receive it if I'm prepared to be real about who I am. Prepared to be real about myself before the cross of Christ. Prepared to be honest with myself and honest with God. Because God takes me more seriously than sometimes I take myself. My song is Love Unknown. So please be seated as we come to our next word, which is freedom.
1: Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. The jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
0: Here's a passage from a writer called Tom Smale. Jesus is free, and he promises us freedom. He comes to us in all the prisons of wrong thinking, wrong attitude, wrong priorities, wrong actions. The chains with which out of long habit we have bound ourselves, and the chains that society forges for us. And he says to us, when I come, my freedom comes with me. He says to us, there is nothing you have done or been whose guilt and power I cannot release you. No habit nor fear whose hold over you I cannot break. No situation so frustrating and destroying that I cannot show you how to receive God's love in it and do him service in it. Against sin and suffering, I was free and open freedom. And I can do it for you. That cry from the cross, it is finished, doesn't just mean it's over. Finished means accomplished. It's finished like a work of art. I have done it. It's not a cry of despair or exhaustion. It's a cry of triumph. It's finished. Here's how Paul reflects.
1: Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: Christ died to set us free, free to start again. Free to be the person made and created to be. Freedom from the past, freedom for the future. To walk free into all that God has for us to be and to do. So today Christ promises that his death sets us free to know the freedom of being a child of God. All that stood between us and God has been taken away the veil in the temple is ripped apart and the way lies open for us. So it's out of the experience of great suffering in South Africa that Archbishop Tutu found these words. Goodness is stronger than evil. Love is stronger than hate. Light is stronger than darkness. Life is stronger than death. Victory is ours through him who loves us. Just space and time to reflect on how the finished work of Christ reflects in your life. The freedom that he offers to us. As Jonathan Vera sings on the cross. Final word is simply commitment.
1: It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last.
0: So Jesus didn't die in exhaustion, simply sat to death by the force of evil and the weakness of flesh. Jesus died in peace, the victory won, in full control. But that victory was both ours and his. His. now at the end is his moment of commitment Father into your hands I commit my spirit and we see that as our commitment too Father into your hands I commit myself I can trust my life and know your peace and so the simple question at the end of our Service, if Christ took up his cross for me, how now today will I take up my cross for him? Here's Paul's simplest confession of what matters most for him. Here's a moment to make, perhaps his words, my words.
1: I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me.
0: Sometimes in these services I've suggested something to you to take home and put where you can see it. And indeed, uh, there is a card uh, which you might want to take home uh, just with some of the words we've used today that you can put and reflect on it. Please take the orders of service home with you. But if you'd like to, there's also something slightly uh, different. There's, there's this little wooden cross and you might say, it's so small I can hardly see it. And that's precisely the point, because my it, my suggestion is uh, that rather than just put it somewhere, it, it's small enough um, to put in your pocket, um, to put in your purse, uh, to put in your credit card wallet, if there's room for it. Just just somewhere where you will come across it in your everyday life and say what does it mean for me where I suddenly notice this to be someone for whom Christ dies and I'm someone who is today carrying the cross of Christ if you don't find that helpful just pass the baskets by but if you could help me pass them around that would be fantastic And then a a, a final suggestion to end with. So please take a card, and if you can find them in these baskets, a little cross if you'd like to. Take one and pass them back. If you could help one another in that way, that would be great. If you want to take uh, one for someone else, please do so. And you'll see as you get them that they're just sprayed... Uh, with a hint of gold because the idea is that not only is the cross of Christ precious to me but sometimes to take up the cross of Christ will mean giving up something that is precious to me too. And so there's just a little hint of gold uh, about them to remind us of the two-way preciousness of what we are talking about. Doing. If you fail to get one, uh, uh, please do gather one on the way out. But my suggestion is this that as we stand to sing our final uh, hymn, uh, you, you might actually like to stand with this held in your hand as you held the order of service so that you're holding the cross for yourself and for the future. If you don't find that helpful, please don't worry, but that's the thought. I think there's going to be some left over, so if you'd like to take extra, so that you can put them in various places, then please feel able to take them from the baskets as you, you leave. When I asked, uh, uh, the Fellowship of the Cross this morning, um, if you would like to stay for as long as you like just quietly in church to find the words from god that you need to take with you from today then please do use this as your own time your own space if you'd like to come and stand in front of the cross yourself before you go home and just find the word there then please feel able to do that too but maybe to help one another uh, make that happen Maybe this is the day to just leave quietly and save the conversation until we're outside the church building, just to give people space and time to reflect in their own way and in their own space. So the final words of our service. From where you are to where you need us, Jesus now lead on. From the security of what we know to the adventure of what you will reveal, Jesus, now lead on. To refashion the fabric of this world until it res- resembles the shape of your kingdom, Jesus, now lead on. Because good things have been prepared for those who love God. Jesus, now lead reveal- on. So Christ crucified, draw you to himself to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope and the assurance of sins forgiven and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit be upon you this Good Friday and remain with you always. Amen.